Hey there, Mom Mouth. It's me, Shelly, your host. Today we are talking about divorce. My divorce. <laughs> oh boy. And just the process of divorce. Losing yourself, finding yourself, and loving yourself. It's going to get heavy, but I promise to keep it as cheerful as I can. I mean, as cheerful as divorce can be. My gosh. Okay, here we go. Okay, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining in, first off. And let's let's get into it. Um, I'm a little hesitant because this is divorce we're talking about. And not just divorce in a general sense. We're talking about my divorce. And so I kind of played around with this idea thinking... I wanted to be able to pull from what's real, from what's happening to me or what I've experienced, what I've gone through, to be able to share it with those who are either contemplating divorce or going through it or have just kind of passed the hump, you know, where divorce papers are being signed or whatever, you know, if you've gone through this process, you know what a headache it is. It's not pleasant. It's an emotional roller coaster. Things that you thought weren't going to affect you affect you, you know, especially when you're co parenting. You know, it's one thing when you get divorced with someone, there's no kids. You know, you hope you could just walk away from each other and live, you know, the rest of your life the best you can <laughs> without having to cross paths again. Um, when you're co parenting, you're still in a sense, attached, and you're still having to coexist with each other and, you know, compromise and communicate and exercise all these, you know, things that probably weren't your strengths in the marriage to begin with. So now, you know, some of us are having to learn tools to be able to have a healthy co-parenting divorce life after life, (laughs) life after divorce, Um, because there is life after divorce. Let me just, you know, put that out there. Um, And also I have to say, you know, my ex and I, we're not, you know, the best of friends, but we do get along very well. Um, We decided from the very beginning, you know, of this whole process that we wanted to do what was best for the kids to put them first to think of their needs, you know, we kind of decided that this is what we wanted and how we wanted to move on with our lives so that we can pursue what makes us happy. And we made the decision to end our relationship. Therefore, what else do we have to argue about? (laughs) You know, like I was done arguing with stuff, you know, that really didn't matter anymore because we weren't married we weren't really sharing a life as a couple we were sharing a life with our kids and raising them together which you know those of you who know it's not easy it's not easy to co-parent but we're not going to get into that quite yet today I kind of wanted to focus on well this was my idea I'm going to put it out there I wanted to break this up into three segments. I don't know if I'm going to do that based on the flow of this episode (laughs) because I'm kind of doing this on the fly right now. Um, I felt inspired to do this today and I do have a plan of how I want to execute this, but anyway, I'm getting too deep into something that doesn't really matter. Um, But I wanted to say that I was going to split this into three segments Losing yourself, finding yourself, and loving yourself. Um, Today I wanted to kind of focus on losing yourself. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us know what that feels like. And especially like just in life in general, whether you're losing yourself in work or family. You know, it's really easy for moms. And I'm speaking for myself, not for everyone. But um, it was really easy for me to just become so consumed with my kids and their life and, you know, everything that had to do with them. 
had everything to do with me. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of like became Zoe and Dexter's mom. That was my identity for like 15 years almost <laughs> until now. You know, I'm still Zoe and Dexter's mom. And that was the identity that I chose to take on. And when I think about things now and when I think about where my mind was in those couple years where my relationship was starting to get rocky, here's the thing. Your relationships, they go through shifts. Sometimes you're kind of going through a funk where you're probably fighting more than normal. Sometimes you go through this whole streak where, you know, there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of intimacy going on, a lot of like reconnection. Um, it goes through waves, you know, it's not always, you know, a certain way at all times. And if it is, then um, you're probably a robot family. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Tell me your secret. Share with us. Um, but you can kind of tell when there's been a drastic shift in the relationship, whether, you know, you notice that there's more distance or the fights are getting a little bit uglier and they're hitting below the belt. And it's more about being right and making sure that the other person knows that they're wrong. It becomes more about that than actually becoming you know, they're actually working to create a solution, to find common ground, to really just hear each other and listen to each other because, you know, this is your partner, you know, and this is someone that you ultimately love and you were in love with them or you are in love with them. You're building this life. You have these children, you know, you have these goals as a couple and you can't lose sight of that. You can't lose sight of this person that you love and think that in a moment of disagreement or, you know, you're angry, even if you're angry, it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to hit below the belt. And I think we all kind of know that there's a good way to fight and a bad way to fight. And I think maybe not a bad way, but a fair way to fight as opposed to an unfair way. And we, it's almost like we black out and we're so consumed with trying to defend ourselves, we're trying to be heard and by yelling, by screaming, you know, wanting to have the other person see, like, look at me, look at how angry I am, look how angry you've made me, you know, this is what you've done, you've done, you know, it's just so much blame and so much, you know, you're right, I'm right, you're wrong, da da da, it's like so much back and forth and we lose sight of like, what are we even fighting about and what, you know, when we do disagree, what are we trying to achieve through communication or through this argument? Like, are we just trying to be angry with each other and using this opportunity to, like, you know, project some, like, anger that we've been suppressing <laughs> for months and months and months? Or are we trying to just stick to the subject, figure out a solution, and just remember that we still love each other? And we're not enemies. We're on the same team. We're building a life. We're in this together. If, you know, I couldn't tell you what it was exactly in my relationship that kind of shifted. I think it was a lot of different things that we kind of swept under the rug. You know, when you're in a relationship with one person wants to be done with things as quickly as they can be. Like they don't, you know, I want to be over it. I don't like being in the uncomfortable. I don't like feeling this way. So let's just be over it. Let's you know, sweep it under the rug and not pay attention to it anymore. Let's just be done with it. We're done. You know, without there being any type of solution or conclusion or, you know, like, or apologies. You know, we just kind of sweep it under the rug and try to forget that it doesn't exist when it does. And we all know what happens when you just continue to sweep shit under the rug. It builds up and it builds up. 
And now you've got lumps everywhere and underneath your rug because there's so much dirt and so much shit and so much stuff that you haven't sorted out. And every once in a while, some of that dirt, some of that baggage escapes the rug. And now you're faced with it. You're faced with either choosing to clean it up or sweep it back under the rug. And I think in my case, a lot of that was happening, which did not leave room for communication, healthy communication. It became more of like, let's just get over this and be done with it. And I don't know about you, but that's probably the most unhealthy thing you can do. Like, the goal of being married is not counting the years that you have been married and saying, oh, we've been married for 50 years. Well, how many of those 50 years were you actually fulfilled in your marriage? Have you been doing the same thing for the past 20 years, 10 years? Has there been growth? Has there been evolution? Has there been you know, barriers and walls been broken down. Because, you know, when we enter a relationship, we have a past and we have a choice. We can choose to bring all that baggage into the relationship, to the existing relationship. Or we can work on that shit on our own. Figure that out. Let that go and know that that's no longer a burden on you. You're not emotionally attached to this relationship or to the emotion that you felt when you were with this person or around this person or when you talked to this person. You're you're in a different state of mind. You know what I mean? Like... With my ex and I, our communication sucked. Like, it was really bad. And I think that was our demise, was the communication. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for basically the majority of our relationship. And I did fall into a role that I didn't necessarily request and say, you know, this is something that I desire. I want to stay home. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Now, I'm very grateful that I was and that I was able to have those moments with my children and just be in every second, every little morsel of their life and everything that they were doing for the first time, I was there to experience. And that's something that I'm always going to hold dear to my heart and I will never take for granted. Um, and I was very blessed to, to have that because I know a lot of women aren't in the position where they can do that. And, and I respect that. Um, but at the same time, I think that I had played this role as the stay-at-home mom and there was more to me. And I had really lost myself in this relationship or I should say I lost myself in my kids. I lost myself in being Zoe and Dexter's mom because the relationship that I had with my spouse at the time there was so much distance between us already growing. You know, instead of us growing closer together, we were growing apart. You know, he had his career and his business, and that seemed to be his drive. And I had the kids, and someone had to take care of them, <laughs> and someone had to take care of the house and the dogs, and, you know, someone had to go out and provide, which was him. And, you know, I... You know, till this day, I will never say anything bad about him in the sense of, you know, he was a bad provider or whatever. Like, you know, he did what he had to do to provide for us. And for that, I am grateful for him. 
and even now because you know he's providing you know for our kids we share custody he's there he's present um you know he's a good dad i think between him and i you know he was hyper focused on growing his business and growing this empire and i was becoming there was a stage where I was super focused on just family, family, family. Like, you know, the fights were, you need to be home more. We need to be doing stuff more as a family. Like, I had this desire that in my mind I pictured, this is what I want my life to be with my husband and my kids. And I want us to be able to go out and I want to have date night with my husband. And, you know, when you allow for distance to grow, distance is like a weed, that will grow so fast and next thing you look you're like whoa how did how did that get there <laughs> I should, yesterday it was just this tiny little weed and now it's like a fucking you know now you need a weed whacker now you need help to tear all this stuff down to get back you know so that you can see oh what's underneath all these weeds there's a relationship there that needs watering, that needs nurturing, that needs to be taken care of. You know, you're not going anywhere in your relationship if you're not growing. And if you want to be like a robot family, like I said before, that's just kind of like, you know, you bite your tongue, you don't say anything, you just kind of settle and go and you're okay with what it is and you know, you've just, you've, you've trained yourself to be okay with the situation, whether it be toxic for you, for the other person, for your children, you've just conformed. You've said, fuck it. It's going to be too much of a hassle to get divorced. It's going to be too much, you know, emotional stress on the kids. It's going to be too much, you know, stress on me. And yes, 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 yes. And yes, <laughs> Um, because divorce doesn't only affect, you know, the people getting divorced, it affects the children and it affects the families, you know, that you've bonded with and, and have created relationships with, you know, extended family, extended friends that you, you know, you gained through the marriage, you know, it, it divorce really, it just, it vibrates through your entire life. It rocks your world. But it doesn't have to be this ugly, nasty, you know, fighting all the time, even after you've gotten divorced. <laughs> it's like you fought all the time when you're married. Now you want to fight after, you know, you chose to be separate and be apart. Like you don't owe this person anything. And yet you continue to like want to argue about stuff that doesn't even matter. Stuff that you're still holding on. And you can't continue fighting with this person, expecting them to... To what? They're not going to give you what you need. They didn't give it to you when you were in the marriage and they're probably not going to give it to you afterwards. You have to bring that. You have to give that to yourself. You have to give yourself that inner peace. You have to give yourself and create that happiness for yourself. And you have to decide that you are worthy, that you are important, and that you have a role that you want to play in this life. And it doesn't necessarily have to be wife and mom. And if it is, then that's great. And that's because you've chosen that for your life. And it works. And it makes you happy. And it's your, your life's desire to do that. That's great. There's no judgment. But when someone like me, who didn't already feel connected to her husband. I didn't feel connected to him anymore. There was so much space that we allowed to get in between us that it was, he was far, far, far away. And I couldn't like, there was so much, it felt like there was so much distance in between us that we were unreachable anymore. He was consumed in his own life I was consumed with the kids and I was also going through this like identity crisis because I didn't know who the fuck I was anymore I was just like okay I'm you know I, I'm this person's wife but I don't really feel like their wife and I don't feel like their friend and I don't feel like I'm anything in this person's life 
and I, you know, my kids were getting older and they're going to school and the days were getting longer for them to be at school. And, you know, I'm at home kind of like, okay, what do I do now? Where do I go? What am I going to do? And I decided to kind of, you know, play around with, you know, trying to create a home-based business and, you know, some things I was successful with, some things I wasn't. Um, I was really struggling with trying to find my own identity in this family because I was so many things for so many people um, that I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know who I was anymore. I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, okay, you're 30 years old. Like, then I was 30 then because I'm definitely not 30 now. <laughs> but anyway, I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, is this the life that you want to have? Are you fulfilled with this life? Are you fulfilled with this relationship? I mean, I love my kids to death. Any, anybody who knows me knows I would cut off every limb and reach in my heart and grab it if my kids needed it. I am in love with my children. Um, but what was weighing on me was my marriage. I, you know, I'm trying to explain this in a good way. <laughs> it was, you know, people always say it takes two people to make a relationship work. Yes, 100% it does. Um, but when you've got one person who's kind of living this whole separate life, kind of outside of, you know, what you had thought your life was going to look like, you're like, okay, well, I have this person over here who is gone all the time, but it's because he's working and, you know, I, the responsibility of, of the children always falls on me and the responsibility of a lot of things was kind of, you know, holding on me and I kind of needed the support. I didn't, I, he was there for the children when they needed him. Maybe we didn't do as much stuff as a family that I wanted us to do, but we did do things. You know, I'm trying not to get too personal. I, I wanted to talk about this because it is relatable. There's a lot of us going through this, a lot of us who have gone through it. You know, I'm a child of divorce as well. So I grew up with a single mom and a dad who wasn't around at all for nothing. So, and I, now I'm kind of steering off. So <laughs> I don't want to steer off track. I want to keep on track. You know, this relationship that I had with my husband at the time, I needed him and I needed him to see me and I needed him to see that I was drowning. I was drowning in this depression pool because I didn't know who I was and I wanted more and I felt selfish for asking for more because I wanted to do more and I wanted to be more and I knew that there was more for me to give and do. And I wasn't just a mom and a wife. And I wasn't really being supported in that way. And that was really weighing on me really heavily because I was kind of being asked to just be happy with what how things were. And I couldn't. I couldn't just be okay with what it, what it was because what was wasn't right. It wasn't good. There was so much stuff stuffed under our rug I could not go another day without wanting to lift that rug up and begin to unpack everything and start to clean it all out. I couldn't go the next 10 more years just sweeping things under the rug. I couldn't go another year carrying the weight of a relationship when you feel like you're the only person really trying to keep this relationship together or making efforts or really being impacted by how the relationship is going, meaning I saw that my relationship with my husband was falling apart 
and I was watching it fall apart. And, you know, there's a lot of other personal things that obviously happen. I'm trying to be respectful to the people that are involved. Um, but we had basically come to a place where there was just too much to go through. We had created so much space between us that it was going to be too hard for us to come back together. We knew that our relationship had shifted and it was something else. It wasn't what it was before. It wasn't something that we were resentful for. I think we both knew, you know, like, we stuck around, we stayed as long as we could, we tried, but in order for us to create a healthy atmosphere for our children, him and I had to decide what was the next step, what were we going to do. I didn't want to feel invisible. And I knew that wasn't his fault You know, I also had to remind myself to vocalize my needs, something I didn't do a lot for the sake of, you know, not starting a fight or not, you know, aggravating someone or seeming like I was nagging. I just chose not to express myself. I chose not to express my needs. I chose not to make myself a priority. I gave all of myself to my marriage, to my children, to our family, to this life, our friends. I gave all of myself. And when I looked at myself that day in the mirror, at 30 years old, (laughs) I didn't even know who I was anymore. And I didn't even know if I even wanted to be here. I felt so empty and so unfulfilled and so like unworthy, incapable. I didn't make myself important. I didn't love myself. I put so much energy into loving everyone. Trying to make sure everyone was happy that I lost track of my happiness and my goals and my ambitions and me, just the essence of Shelly, me. Not a mom, not a wife, not someone's best friend or daughter or part business partner, like, just Shelly. And that feeling of not knowing who you are, that feeling of feeling lost, feeling lonely, oh my gosh. Feeling alone, so, so alone when you're surrounded by people is like, It's a really heavy and dark feeling. You know, I didn't want to feel like I gave up on anybody or I gave up on my family or I gave up on anything. You know, I I didn't necessarily give up. And that's what I had to keep reminding myself is you tried. You showed up every day and you loved as much as you could love and you loved in the way that you do sometimes as we grow as individuals in relationships sometimes we're not going to always grow with our partners but I believe it's important that our partners are they see that they're aware of that they're aware that we're growing, that we're evolving, that we're 
becoming more and better, better versions of ourselves. You know, it's important that our spouses, our partners, whoever, they, they see it and they support it. Even if they're not on the same growth, you know, journey that you're on, or you're growing faster than them, or things are happening more for you or for them, whatever it may be, it's important to just encourage each other and to say, I see you. I see you going through a hard time. I see you struggling. I see you wanting to, to evolve and, and become something. Like I see what you're doing, and I love you, and I'm here, and I want to support you, and I want you to lean on me. Like This is what... This is what partnership is because we're going through this fucking life together. We're not going through it separately. We're going through it together. So if this is the person that you've chosen, if this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, then this is the person that you need to work on keeping this relationship strong and solid and growing and evolving and, and just surrounded by love. Because that's ultimately what matters. And when you lose the respect and you lose the support and you lose interest, it shows in a relationship. It shows in your marriage. When you get to a point where you're so lost... where you feel like you're so alone, remind yourself that you're on a planet with like 7 billion people. Who knows how many people are on this freaking planet? But you're not alone. And someone is going through something similar. And there's someone that can relate to what you're going through. That's why I created this platform. That's why I created Mom Mouth was because I wanted a place where we can just talk unfiltered and not have to feel like we have to put on this facade because we're going to be judged by other mothers or other women. Like, this is real talk. This is my real life. Everything that I share on here is 100% real. And my goal is to help these women that are lost, who feel lost right now. Whether you're going through a divorce or you're going through just like a life-changing awakening or whatever it is you're going through, you are not alone. And even though you feel lost right now, you will find your way. Do not let yourself unravel You know, we, we as women that go through these divorces, you know, we're looked at, at as these monsters, you know. I, I couldn't tell you what people's opinion is of me um, in the sense of, you know, my divorce and our friends because, yeah, I did lose a lot of friends and I lost family and that's okay. That was really hard for me to, to cope with and to come to terms with. But, you know, the people who are meant to stay in your life will stay. And the people who need to go will go. And those are the people that you don't need in your life. The ones that aren't going to stick around during the storm. The ones who aren't going to come and support you and rally you and champion you. You don't need those people in your life. Let them go. Goodbye. Remember that even though you feel like you're in complete darkness, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, what to start with, how to begin, you don't know the outcome of what will happen. That's okay. Keep moving forward. Because there's light at the end of the tunnel. Always. There's light. 
And as long as you continue to remind yourself that you are worthy and that you serve a purpose and that you are deserving of happiness and you are deserving of love and you are deserving of being selfish sometimes. Yes, I said it, being selfish. Sometimes we need to just do things for ourselves that don't involve anybody else, not our kids, not our husbands, not our friends, not our siblings, family, whatever, just us, for us. You know, that's not even being selfish. That's self-love. That's saying, I need a moment to be by myself. I need a moment to do something for me. I need a moment to remind myself of who I am. Sometimes it's a vacation. Sometimes it's a divorce. Whatever it is that you need to do to bring light into your life, do it. Whatever you need to do to bring growth into your relationship, do it. This isn't a PSA for like, I'm promoting divorce. I'm not promoting divorce. I'm just saying you don't have to be the nasty ex-wife and he doesn't have to be you know, the asshole ex-husband. I'm saying just the same way that we can design our own life and how we live our life and how we, you know, our marriage, we can design how we want our divorce to look like. And there's no reason why you should be bringing old issues from your marriage into the present day where you're divorced and no longer together and where those issues don't matter anymore. So you have to choose to let go. You got to let go and you can't be afraid. And, you know, in terms of divorce, like, believe me, it's when you begin to disconnect from your relationship, it affects everything. It, it like, bleeds into every area of your life, your, your relationship. You know, it, like, from sex, communication, being hard on yourself. You know, feeling like there isn't a safe place to, you know, be in the uncomfortable. That's it too. Like, as couples, like, create that space where you guys can talk. I didn't do that. We didn't do that. So I didn't feel like, you know, I kind of had to question, like, okay, well, do I bring this up? If I bring it up, it might cause a fight. And I don't really feel like fighting today because, you know, we're going to go and do this later. And I'm going to be, you know, you know, like, it, but a lot of us do that. For the sake of not starting a fight, we kind of just swallow our emotions and swallow our feelings and suppress it, just stuff it down there, sweep it under the rug, whatever you do with it. And then we just let it, leave it there to fester, you know, to ferment like kombucha. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the batch isn't always positive. It's always negative. You can't just leave stuff unattended. You can't leave a fire unattended, right? No. You sweep all these issues, you suppress all these issues, there's going to be an explosion one day. There's going to be a fucking fire that's going to be too big to put out. And that's kind of what happened metaphorically with me. I love my family and I showed that every day. But I was drowning, drowning to a place where, to a dark place, not a good place, definitely not a good place. The disappointment of my relationship was weighing on me, you know, being separate, not only in my relationship, but in my home, sleeping in separate rooms, that's that was really hard having my children see that having to explain that to my kids um having their emotions weighing on me because i've never gone divorced before so i didn't know how to maneuver it i didn't know how to cope and deal with my emotions and and my children's emotions and even my ex like even the anger 
you know, that's just sadness. You know, that's, that's, that was a heavy time. But some really hard decisions had to be made in order for there to be light back into this life, my life, my children's life, his life. You know, I wasn't being loved the way I needed to be and neither was he. And I think when you can come to a place where the both of you agree, you know, this isn't working out. And I don't want to have a fake life with you. I want to have a real life with you. And if I can't do that with you, then I'd rather be friends with you and raise our kids together. And that's it. And that's what we're doing. You know, maybe he would have never said anything to me if I didn't bring it up first. Maybe, you know... I would have never known how he felt about our relationship had I not mentioned it to him or said, hey, this is how I'm feeling, which wasn't easy because you can't, once you say it, you can't take it back. You know, it's out there and now it's like this known thing. I know that he was lost. We both were. And I think we were both trying to find different things to fill this void but I think what we really needed was we needed to be in a relationship that we both felt supported in and that wasn't what was happening and so I think after a while of just kind of seeing how things go you know kind of you have that initial conversation like hey This is how I've been feeling lately. How have you been feeling? Um, You know, you kind of put divorce out there or marriage counseling out there and see how everybody kind of feels about that. And you do what works and what doesn't work. We didn't do marriage counseling. Um, And I'm not going to get too much into that. It's just, you know, kind of hard when one person wants to and the other doesn't or someone has opinions about therapy in general, you know, if you're not going to be open and come, you know, with an open mind and open heart, then it's not going to be effective. And so I think we just felt like we were so beyond any of that, like it just wasn't worth it anymore. And so we didn't do marriage counseling. We didn't do any kind of therapy we just kind of ripped the band-aid off and just said, this is it. I mean, you know, there was a lot more to it, but like I said, you kind of see the shift that happens within your marriage and you can kind of see what's, you know, happening to the relationship. And there's only so many talks that you can have about, you know, do you still love me talks or what's happening to us talks or, you know, why are we arguing so much talks? It's just... It was too much and um, I wasn't happy and he wasn't happy and I could see it even though he wasn't saying it. He, I, I knew that he wasn't happy. We both were. And as much as we didn't want to get divorced, this wasn't something that you know we had in mind. I think we knew that in order for us to just feel at peace at home in our own space, we needed to, to separate. And I think it was probably the best thing we could have done for each other. Now, you know, it's maybe, I would say, 13 years we were together, including marriage. Maybe more, 13, 14 years. Um, We definitely have a past and we have a life. We have a present. Our relationship has changed. Um a lot and you know I think in the beginning of our divorce it was really difficult because like again you're kind of carrying a lot of this hurt and resentment and anger emotion and it's not always communicated in the best way 
and you're also just still trying to find balance like co-parenting and you know dealing with your kids and dealing communicating with your ex and you know trying to talk through those challenges those disagreements the things that challenged you in your marriage really um now you're having to choose whether you're going to handle yourself the same way you've always handled yourself, which some people do, um, which you already know didn't work in your marriage. So you're, if you're dealing with the same person, I'm pretty sure it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> um, you Things have to be changed a little bit. You got to tweak certain behaviors here and there. You know, you got to control the mouth, control the reactions, because this is about the children. This isn't about your marriage. The marriage is over. So there's no more to talk about it really, unless you want to get back together. But you know, the, the, the conversation about the kids, you know, you want to be able to reach an agreement because, you know, it's affecting the kids. So we've already messed the the kids up enough. Let's not continue to do so, you know, like let's give them a break for Christ's sakes. <laughs> They've gone through enough. Um, so yeah, you know, I think my ex and I, we do a good job at trying to communicate the best we can. You know, we're not sitting here trying to be best friends and, you know, put on this facade and you know we're not having thanksgiving at each other's houses or anything quite yet i don't think i'm not opposed to that you know i think i would i like that i can we can sit next to each other at a baseball game and champion our son i like that we can you know go to a dance recital at my daughter's school and sit together and watch her and enjoy it and not feel weird and not feel awkward and not feel resentment or anger or hatred, you know, just like these are our kids that we made together, you know, like it's a proud moment and we can't lose sight of that because that's the most important thing. Life after divorce with kids should only be about the kids not the marriage that no longer exists. Let that shit go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Like Elsa says, let it go. Because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Those children are worth it. Those children that get to see their parents coexist in the same room without arguing, that, that is amazing. That is inspiring. Families that can come together and share Christmases together and Thanksgiving and come together and, and just support each other. That is inspiring to me. And I would love to have that. And, you know, we're not, we're not there, but we're also not in a place of resentment and hatefulness. You know, yes, we do argue. We don't always agree on everything and then we deal with it when it comes, but... For the most part, we want to be able to show our children that we can be friends, that we can do this together, that we're in it, you know? And it's not fake. It's real. You know, like we give each other space. We're not over there like, you know, drinking beers together or anything, but we are respectful of the past that we share together. We are respectful of the life that we're living now separately. And we are together supporting each other in raising our kids together. I don't know if that made any sense, but you get what I'm saying. Um, we don't always get it right. There are still times that things trigger me that hurt that still kind of cause a little pain, but that's natural, you know, that's life. You know, sometimes the wound isn't completely healed and it takes a little bit longer than you thought it would. But believe me, when you find yourself because losing yourself in things sucks. 
because it's you know it, it, it bleeds into your life it, it projects onto other people it projects onto your relationship you're depressed you're not pleasant to be around you know it it's it's sad because for a long time I I didn't feel loved for years I didn't feel loved and I think a lot of that was me not loving myself too you know it was one thing seeing my relationship and seeing how it was and where it was going and how it affected me and it was another thing like I didn't love myself so I felt even extra alone and even extra unloved and just felt like fuck I'm 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 just like am I being punished what did I do you know like is this going to be the rest of my life? Is this who I am? Is this who I'm going to be? Is this what people want me to be? Because I don't want to be this anymore. I want to be me. And I want to be able to be me and be able to feel like people are okay with that. People are going to be okay if I go back to work. People are going to be okay if I start a business. People are going to be okay if I, you know want to, I don't know, go on some freaking self-help yoga retreat. I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm doing it because it fulfills my life and it brings me joy and it brings me happiness and I'm passionate about it and I'm not hurting anybody. But the idea is even when you feel lost, even when you feel like you're losing yourself in, in, in other people and other things that you have nothing left for yourself, you have no space to give yourself, you do. Cut some negative shit out of your life. And, and believe me, it's not always going to be small little things. Sometimes there will be life-changing decisions that you have to make in order to bring that light in. In order for you to see again. Because when you find yourself, when you find yourself, it is the most comforting, the most empowering thing you can ever feel. It's like finding an old shirt. You know when you clean out your closet or your drawers? I just did this recently. But you know when you go through things or your garage and you're just kind of going through stuff and you find something you haven't seen in fucking like forever, years? Like you didn't even remember that this thing even existed, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden you're just like filled with this joy because you're like, oh my God, like, where have you been all my life? Like, I haven't seen this thing or worn this thing or whatever it is. You haven't seen it forever. And that feeling that you get, that light that just shines through you and this, this joy that you're feeling, that's what it feels like when you find yourself. That's what it feels like. After being lost for so long, that is exactly what it feels like when you find yourself. Holy shit, where have you been? You've been tucked in this fucking box for years. And now I found you. And now I'm going to make sure that everybody sees you. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode, The D Word, Divorce. On next week's episode, we'll continue this segment as we discuss finding ourselves and reclaiming our power. Till then, have a great week.